The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins, Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, empower you, inspire you, and get you to think and feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And I know I always say this, but this week is no exception. I've got some really cool guests for you today. I've got Sheila and Marcus Gillette. Sheila has been channeling an angelic collective called Theo, T-H-E-O, for over 25 years. She had a near-death experience and she started channeling. And she wasn't specifically a religious person or a spiritual person at the time, but things start to come through. And that's been her life. And Marcus and her connected, and uh, they work together. And they're just terrific people. And we're also going to ask questions directly to Theo today on the show. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I think we'll all learn a lot because this collective, they have never been in human form. And they do observe us. And they do see a lot of stuff that we don't see. So I think it's it's really cool. You have to, you know, on Guys Guys Radio, what I like to do is ask everybody, to, let's keep an open mind. Let's be exposed to new things, new thinking, new ideas. And then we'll see what happens from there. And then you determine, hey, do, do I vibe with this or not? But I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with Sheila, Marcus, and Theo. So I hope everybody's having a great summer. I've mentioned a few times on the show I've moved, and moving causes a lot of stress. On top of that, I had what you call a minor <laughs> car accident before I moved down in downtown San Diego. I got kind of sideswiped. It's been taken care of, but now it's been about six weeks now, and the repairs still aren't done. I dropped my car off. I got to wait for it. Now they found other stuff underneath the cosmetic damage and I've got a rental and all of that stuff. And it's just one of these things where uh, the point is so many times we've heard is like, you got to create your own life. You think about good stuff and good stuff happens. You think about bad things and you're attracting more bad things to you. So I've been getting into kind of like, oh no, because I know now I have to wait for the vehicle. I thought it was all done. It's going to be another week at least. I'm like, ugh. I went out to uh, one of those big box retailers. I just had to pick up some stuff. I was with my wife and son. I want to buy a couple of plants. They had a special. It was two plants for $20 instead of 15 each. I took it up to the counter. Counter. The lady's like, oh, it's one of them's 15, the other one's 10. I said, no, it's not. That's what it's, uh, you know, I've read the signs. Oh, no, you got to take a picture of that and show me. Okay. So I go take a picture of it like it's my job to do that. Show her. She's like, okay, I'll give you the discount. Like, she's not giving me the discount. That's what the cost is. I give her a $100 bill. She's got no change. So then she's got to go get change. She comes back and she has 20s. So she gives me $80 in change, all in fives excuse me, it wasn't 20. She gives me fives. <laughs> I'm like, is that, can you give me a 20 or a 10 in there? No, it's too early. Like it's, it was like 11 o'clock or something. I'm like, come on. She's like, I'm giving you money. I'm like, it's called change. <laughs> I gave you the discount. I'm like, that's the price. 
So anyhow, I took the stuff and then I'm like annoyed. And then, of course, I, I, on my way out of the parking lot, somebody cuts me off. I'm on the road. Somebody cuts me off, which is par for the course out here in Southern California, because the drivers will pass you on the right, on the left, whatever. Everybody's in a hurry here like they are every place else, even if it's just to get to the stop sign or the traffic light. But anyhow, I'm like, I got to get I got to get hold of this day before it gets away from me. So I started being more present, thinking positive, and then I got some good news. My vehicle, well, the insurance is gonna take care of everything. I can hang on to the, to the rental car. It's a convertible, so I can have some fun with that. And then things start to fall into place the rest of the day. And I realized, you know what, it's true. You've gotta be present. You've gotta think of the positive stuff. You've gotta just let things slide off your back, not let these little things that invariably come up trigger you. So my lesson sharing with you, maybe you've experienced the same thing. So Guys Guys Radio, our special guests are Sheila and Marcus Gillette with Theo. We're going to have a great show. So let's get to our interview right now. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, today we're going to talk about channeling, we're going to talk about an angelic collective called Theo, and we're also going to talk about relationships and soul integration, all here on Guys Guys Radio. I've got two wonderful guests, Marcus and Sheila Gillette. They have a new book out, it's called The Art of Relationships, and it's really all about what's going on today and why relationships have been a focus with the awakening of humanity and this ascension process that seems to be going on. Obviously, there's relationships with ourselves, with other people, and with humanity as a whole. We're going to get into all of that. Let me tell you a little bit about Marcus and Sheila. Over the past 25 years, they've empowered and educated thousands worldwide through intimate conversations with a collective called Theo. Sheila's been a direct voice medium for Theo, a collective of 12 archangels since her near-death experience in 1969. With Marcus, Sheila shares Theo's wisdom worldwide with messages that foster an enlightenment state of consciousness. Before they met, they were on their own spiritual paths. As soon as they met, they kind of made a connection. Marcus had read Sheila's book, The Fifth Dimension, Channels of a New Reality. He was kind of led to meeting Sheila, and then they've, they've just gone on and on, and they're doing great work. I've seen them on Gaia. I read their wonderful new book, The Art of Relationships. I've seen their website, Ask Theo, and I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Sheila and Marcus Gillette, and of course, Theo, who hopefully will join us today. Thank you for being on the show. Great pleasure. It's our pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Okay, let's start at the beginning because some of my audience may not be too familiar with you two yet, and I want them to be familiar with you. So let's start with uh, Sheila. Your story, you had a, a near-death experience way back in 1969 that connected you with Theo, and you are uh, also, are you a psychic medium also besides being a trans channeler? I am. I've been tested for that, but I am a trans medium. That's what I was told I was by the scientists that I I was tested by and worked with early on in, in doing this work. But I think we all are psychic. We may call it something else, but we all have intuitive gifts. And I recognize that there were a little bit of that in me growing up, but not to the extent 
that happened after my near-death experience where I trans spontaneously and became a direct voice trans medium and the sharing of Theo throughout the world. And so I've been doing this five decades. It's been an interesting process of watching the waves of awakening that's happened to people. Uh, you know, when I started, this wasn't spoken about openly. I didn't go into public arenas and go, guess what I can do? It was something that's evolved over these decades that I've been doing the work. And I've worked, you know, I've had many clients that have gone on to do much good work in the world, much like Esther Hicks. Many of your listeners may know of her and Abraham. And she was, she and Jerry, her husband, were clients of mine. And they've gone on to do some, they went on to do some great works, and she continues. And so I like to note that I've been a little bit of part of that awakening, but Theo's been a teacher to many. So were you, though, practicing psychic, if you will, prior to your near-death experience and connection oh, no. with Theo? No. Okay. No, not so at that, all. So that, that all blossomed no. from your NDE, right? Yes, and it happened after the birth of my youngest daughter. I had two little kids at home and a brand new baby, and I said, hey, God, give me a job. I'll do anything. And this is the job I got. Okay. So you were average, everyday, regular person, and then you had this near-death experience. What happened? How did you connect with Theo? How did you react to that? How did you know like what, what's going on? And then we'll introduce Marcus and your connection there. Okay. I was in intensive care. I had pulmonary embolus and I couldn't breathe. My lungs were full of fluid. I could, my family was being prepared for my imminent death. And I just kept saying, God, give me a job. And Jesus appeared at the end of my bed. So I believe it's called a, a near-death experience. And there, you know, there's a criteria of about 12 things that one experiences in that process. Um, not everybody has all 12 of them. But I believe I had a miraculous healing. And then six months after I was out of the hospital, I was in the hospital for a month after I gained some strength. And I could hold the energy. I started having all kinds of psychic phenomena happening to me internally, externally. And I could do automatic writing. I, I could hear Jesus spoke to me in that hospital room. And my inner mind hearing, as, as we hear our own thoughts, I heard a distinct male voice say to me, remember you are loved. And so I had those experience clairaudiently of hearing messages. I could do automatic writing. And then I trance spontaneously. And this direct voice was speaking through me, giving information to individuals about their lives that I couldn't possibly have known. And then about the world in general and what was happening. Well, so it was quite an interesting experience for a young mother to have all this happening at once. What, how did you feel about that when it was happening? Were you questioning? Were you saying, God, I asked for a job. I didn't ask for this. Or is this my job? Or was it, were you afraid? Were you a spiritual person prior to this? Or were you religious? Or how did you take all of this? Religious, spiritual, yes. And so I was open. And 
my family believed in reincarnation. My mother and aunts and my grandmother used to joke about being reincarnated from being queens to maids and things like that, which was just kind of a joke. But there was belief in that. And so I had a belief in a possibility. And I had some um, prophetic dreams when I was younger. But I had nothing to compare to what was happening to me. Um, things I could not have known about. Also, when the angels wanted to speak to me, I would be sitting in the chair and the chair would physically move. I had physical phenomena happening. My bed levitated in the middle of the night. There were things that spirit, the angels wanted me to know that this wasn't something I was making up. And what kept me going is that I asked for this. And I knew I was protected. That, that place in us where there's such a strong knowing and no doubtedness, even though all these unusual things were happening, I was being taught and told by the angels of how to work with it because I didn't have any mentors. The only thing that I found was an Edgar Casey book. And I thought, oh, this guy's doing what's happening to me because I was laying down flat and this voice was speaking through me. And, I, and so I was guided to this book. As many of your listeners and you may have even been guided to certain books or they just fell on you in the bookstore or something. Yep. Read this now. And so truly the angels mentored me. I didn't have a mentor to say, this is okay. And then scientists found out about me and I do not know how. I think they were guided and invited me to a conference of psychics and scientists that was at um, the University of Florida put on. And I met scientists that were researching parapsychology and metaphysics and invited me to be tested, which I was, which at that point in time, this was in the early 70s and wow. 80s, that it gave me the good housekeeping seal of approval. You're not a crazy person, you're psychic. So. That's kind of a quick story of the lineage of five decades. How did Theo show up for you? And what does the name Theo mean? So Theo showed up and spoke. Our, the original spokesman was at Wallace, was with me for a couple of years and kept telling me my, they were working on my body to be able to receive higher teachers vibrationally. And when Theo came in, they said, we are 12 archangels. We will not identify collective, uh, individually. We're to be known collectively by the name Theo. And they instructed me to look that up in the dictionary, which I did. And the dictionary definition of Theo is the beginning or God. So they're messengers from source, God. However... Force, whatever we want to hold in our minds about that. And they were very loud. Orlos was very soft-spoken. They were so loud, it shocked the people in the room when they came in. And so they've softened over the years okay. because they didn't want to shock us. As a collective, do you sense 
working with Theo that uh, different voices are stepping forward or is it always just an uh, aggregation of the 12? Is it always the same 12? Is it like maybe number 11 steps forward or is there any type of movement there that you sense? That's a great question because I have noticed, I can notice a different difference energetically. The voice sounds very much the same as one spokesman or vibration, but subtly I can notice the vocabulary might be different. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a consistency. And if I've listened back to recordings, back to back of different recordings, I can tell a slight difference, but energetically, I can feel a shift. Okay. Guys, Guys Radio, my special guests are Sheila and Marcus Gillette. We're talking about their new book, The Art of Relationships. We're talking about Theo, soul integration, and so much more. Let's get to you, Marcus. You were a business guy, and you were guided somehow to hand your business card over to a lady in the supermarket, I believe, and she ended up getting in touch with you and giving you a copy of one of Sheila's books. And the next thing you know, you two got together and here you are 25 years later on Guys Guys Radio. That's the short story. (laughs) That is precisely what happened, Robert. I mean, that's that's (laughs) it. I got guided. I was met a woman literally in a grocery store. I didn't even meet her, actually. We just kind of gave a glance, said hi. And I got out in my car and there was this voice and you know the voice i'm talking about saying go give her your business card and i argued with the voice i said there's no reason for that there's literally no reason to go do that and i finally uh quit arguing went and gave her my card and it turned out that she was a sheila she had just moved to scottsdale uh and uh within a matter of a couple of weeks she gave me sheila's first book the fifth dimension channels to a new reality uh, which was a game changer for me. You know, like Sheila was talking about how those books fall off the shelves that we need to read at that particular point in our journey. And this book blew me away. It was so uh, precisely what I needed to to read and to understand at that point in my journey. And so about two years later, it came to town. And as you, uh, uh, read, in, as you read in the book, we had a, a very opp- uh, great opportunity to get together uh, and meet each other and, you know, really connected at a deep level pretty much right off the bat and here we are 25 years later it's so awesome i love it let's talk about this book the art of relationships you know in some ways when i was watching you folks on guy i was like oh you know what the relationship thing people you know some of the information is you know people understand that relationships have changed women's role long overdue recognition guys a special place for guys now because you know this is a time where it's probably the best time ever to be a guy because they can be whoever they want to be yet it's also a time where it's less clear who men really are and i thought some of the themes there well well what is the relationship really all about and then i read the book and i said ah i get it because a lot of the relationships that we have whether it's with humanity with our partner with God, but also most importantly with ourselves. So what drew you, inspired you, and directed you to craft this book? Well, it, it started with a question, Robert. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and the question was, Theo, what would you three plus years ago, Theo, what would you like us to focus on? What aspect of your teachings can have the greatest impact uh, on humanity? And it was uh there was no uh it was an immediate response relationships. And you hit it right on the head, Robert. It's all about the relationship to the self. And you'd mentioned the soul integration process earlier in your introduction. And there's a process, a spiritual, simple spiritual process that Theo teaches about, you know, really, and and just to to, to give you a very short version of it, it's just simply to operate from on the premise that we, any thoughts or beliefs that we hold about ourselves that are 
anything other than unconditionally loving are, are not true. And when we, when we begin to understand that, and we begin to do some exploration, some self-discovery through meditation to identify the core circumstances in which untrue beliefs about ourselves were, were initially created and adopted, and we have that awareness, everything starts to shift in our lives. We become uh, so empowered, limiting beliefs become empowered beliefs, fear, resistance, lack of trust, lack of worth shifts completely uh, through this process. And it can happen fairly quickly. And ultimately, it just moves us into a place of self-love. And that's what you were talking about. And the, the core of Theo's teachings are at, the, at, 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 their, at their core are that we are moving into a vibration uh, of, of a state of being of unconditional love. And there's just magic and miracles, isn't there, Sheila? And that vibration, that's where, that's where all the magic takes place. Well, too, if you think of everything's relational, we don't do anything that ha doesn't have connection to others. Um, our work, our families, our primary relationships, our children, all of, all of our lives are, everything's relationship oriented. And the soul integrational process takes us from being reactive in life emotionally to beliefs are not feeling good enough into being more responsive when we change the perceptions of our situation circumstances in which those conditions had us create or adopt a belief of not being good enough. And so when we can change the perception of those events, events don't change their history, but we can change the perception of how it made us the strong person we are today. How, what kind of tools, what kind of gifts do we have? And when we change perceptions, like the thermostat in our house, if we change our thermostat, it changes our environment, doesn't it? Well, changing our belief system changes the trajectory of our life to having a greater life well-lived rather than blocking ourselves from that. Would this be similar, uh, Sheila, to our, you raise your vibration and then you're at a level where some of the lower uh, stuff doesn't impact you. The fear drops off. And then that's really the awakening. It's not like, oh, something specific is going to happen, but individually when we, and collectively raise the frequency, then we're in a different level where we experience life if you will in a different way from a higher level i put that in quotes because we're not pulled down it seems like the real enemy is fear and fear begets yeah. more fear is that really what this great awakening Correct. is all about well what we're doing is we're changing our default system from fright flight fear based thinking into pos positive and, and um movement and creative thought into creating that life you know Thoreau spoke about it about it as walking through an invisible barrier well that's what we're doing we're mm -hmm. changing that thermostat even just a little bit changes all the things that our soul mm -hmm. draws to us we're going always going to have challenge because that's curriculum of life it's how we deal with it that changes Got it. Which is what you're speaking about. Mm -hmm. Would this be a good time? Could we bring Theo on and we can continue on this conversation?
Sure. It takes just a moment. Sure. Okay. Okay. Sheila's going to bring Theo in. So let's, uh, we'll keep it quiet for a moment here. It is the beginning, is it not? Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hello, Theo. Thank you for being with us here on my show. I'm very appreciative and uh, I welcome you. We are appreciative of the opportunity to be of service home to you. You know, uh, having uh, spoken to, had the privilege of speaking to different collectives and uh, even on my show, I always find it very interesting that there's these different collectives around with all these positive messages. Is there any intercommunication between the different collectives that certain individuals like a Sheila or a Paul Selig or other people uh, are in contact with? Do you do you have any communication with each other? We have an awareness energetically of the other. Yes. That's interesting. How would you define for our listeners and viewers for the first time or may not be aware of, of who you are, Theo, how would you define yourselves for them? We are 12 archangelic beings, for lack of a better human term, that are here as teachers, mentors, direct from source to assist the consciousness shift that is happening on this planet now that has never before happened. The veils between your multidimensionality are very thin. The fifth dimensionary energy frequencies allowing you to recognize the magnificence of your souls and that you're more than your physical structure. You know, it's interesting, Theo, that, and I'm glad you mentioned the fact that there's awakening and ascension going on now. And I think humans take it in a different in different ways. One is they they think there's concrete, specific things that are going to happen, like, oh, everything's going to flip over and everybody's going to start from scratch versus a kind of an evolution of things. So my first question would be, how should humans see this awakening process? And what actually is this awakening process in terms of what the expectation should be for human beings right now? And why is this happening now? It's time for things to change on this planet. Many in religious circles talks about it as being revelatory or revelations, but it's not the end of your planet. It's the end of the old foundational structures that no longer work. And it comes on the inner of each individual human being, a change of thinking and belief systems that allow the changes externally. For your world, your life, the chaos that is happening now is just a reflection on the inner of the human species. But as you come into a cohesiveness in a collective way, individualistically, and then collectively, in a higher vibrational frequency, these changes occur. And you're witnessing now these changes, but out of this chaos will come order for the highest good of the human species and all species on this planet. You are a global species. You're not segregated and segmented. We see no demarcation lines in your world other than water. So you're recognizing this in this time. You're communicating globally. And as you do this, you see that you're more than the same than you are different. It seems like from what you're saying, the individual needs to work on themselves first. 
raise their frequency and that and, and then has people experience the planet on a collective agreement basis things can change more rapidly but it has to start with the individual and then we have to then as a collective species raise the vibration because it seems like what's happening right now as you mentioned is a reflection of the inner chaos that we have collectively as a species is is that is that accurate theo Yes, in the old structures of belief of not being worthy, that is changing those generational patterns that have been passed along for thousands of years, no longer work. And what you recognize as this integrative process occurs within the individual, then it's by the people all these changes occur. So what can an individual, each of us, do to be part of the solution and be part of the change? I mean, does it begin with self-reflection, meditation, realizing that God, as you'd have described in my, what I've read, is unconditional love? And therefore, if God is unconditional love and we come from God, then we have aspects of unconditional love within us that we need to learn how to tap through spiritual enfoldment work. Is that is that uh, my on the that right track there? Correct. Yes. And what we speak of it as is integrating the fragmented aspects of the soul that hold the beliefs that you're not worthy, not lovable, all those old patternings. And as you rewrite that script, change the, those beliefs, support these aspects of self with love that then new scripts of unconditional comes forward and unconditional love is a state of being it's not a feeling but it's a solid state of peace on the inner being comfortable in your skin knowing that you're more powerful than you think you are and that you are a magnificent creative energy that has chosen a human experience. It seems like, Theo, there is almost an attack of fear on us more than ever. The fear dials seem to be way up, whether it's from the media, whether it's from behavior of certain leaders or around the world, and a lot of misinformation and quote-unquote fake news. And it's really difficult for people to really understand what's going on, except to me, by going within. When we go within, it seems like we're closer to the truth there because we can connect with source by going inside instead of trying to react to what's going on exterior on an exterior sense instead of just witnessing and responding to that. I mean, help me out here in terms of articulating this for our listeners. You are correct. Your higher power knows. So we encourage each and every one to go on the inner. You all have a truth barometer in you. You have evidence in your life. When spoken the truth or speaking the truth, you have a visceral experience in your body about that. Pay attention to that. If someone is speaking to you, you can ask on the inner, is this true? You know truth. It's just your intellectual mind that has the struggle. So pay attention to what your body tells you and what your soul or higher power speaks to you. Concerning the higher power, higher self, if you will, that we all have. I mean, in my meditations, I've been asking my 
spending a little time and asking my higher self, I want to have a closer relationship with you and I want your guidance and I want you to be more of a part of me. And I, I find myself wrestling with what exactly is the higher self? Is it the all encompassing soul of who I am? Or is it an oversoul that's connected to everybody else's soul? Or is it both? It's both because you're not disconnected. But your higher power or your oversoul is the sum total of all your multidimensional experiences and energy. So your soul is much larger than this physical container. And you can feel that. If you were to stretch your arms straight out from your shoulders, you can feel the energy of the walls. You can feel the expansiveness of that energy, can you not? Of course. That tells you your energy field, your soul field, is bigger than this body. Many speak of their personal space. If someone steps up to you and gets in your personal space, you step back, don't you? It feels like an intrusion into your soul energy. So knowing you're more than this physical structure, you're a soul having a human experience. It's not the other way around. They're human having a spiritual experience that's backwards. So when you begin to understand that, and you have experiences of changing those perceptions, you will have a peace or a feeling of love that you may not have experienced before, and that radiates out from you as responding to life rather than reacting from the emotional body and belief systems that of the past. Let's talk a little bit, if it's okay, about relationships, because uh, the book is about relationships, and you have directed Sheila and Marcus into this area. I found one of the most interesting aspects of it, when you talk about people not having self-worth, that when they break up in a relationship, now sometimes relationships don't work out, that doesn't have to diminish that you may have had some great times and great experiences in a relationship. I think a lot of people look at relationships that don't work out as failures instead of the successes they are because there's so many people and we're going to meet a lot of people during our time here in this incarnation. Could you elaborate on that, please, Theo? So your perception is correct. Relationships don't end. They live inside of you and they can complete harmoniously. And that's what beings can learn about. But in most times, Humans have been not wanting to feel uncomfortable and self-righteous and justified at ending relationships by blaming and making the other wrong. Wrong for what? For participation, for being there, for expectations that have gone unmet for them that they subconsciously have not even known. So it expecting another person to heal them, and that's an impossibility. One must look within and do that for themselves. And in doing such, it can be revelatory in a new relationship 
for they won't be enacting out of those old patterns of the past. And this is kind of a random question, but I want to ask that. My wife asked me to ask this question. I think it's actually a good one. Since you are uh, observing us, Theo, and you have not been in the human form, and one of the relationship issues that humans wrestle with all the time is monogamy. I'm wondering if monogamy is the norm throughout the universe, or is this something that's been kind of put on top of humanity and been something that we've struggled with and may not be even what's natural for us? I think to me, it's more about trust and honesty versus strictly monogamy in a relationship. That's used as a club against each other, isn't it? Yes. But you're correct in knowing that it's trust. And trust should not be freely given. It should be earned. And so when you say with someone, I'm loving them, then you build a trust through that. Yes? Yes. And it's evidenced in human cultures as it has evolved that monogamy, there were many cultures in which males had many brides or wives, yes? Had to do survival. And so we would say, no, monogamy was not a preset mindset, but it's evolved in the sense of commitment to each other, to trust. And betrayal is a tremendous experience that undermines one's belief in self. Now, you've mentioned, Theo, that betrayal, when you betray somebody, you're also actually betraying yourself. Could you elaborate on that? Of course you are, because you're undermining that trust. Mm. Yes? Yes. And when one does that, they can't feel good about themselves. Let's talk a little bit about men and women. Right now in our culture, women are uh, finally getting long overdue recognition. They're on a pretty straight path of achievement, and it's great. Could you talk to us a little bit about the the changing, the shifting roles of men and women and the perceptions of them and what can men do better to deal with these changes? Because a lot of guys have shut down or they become angry and they don't like the changes that are going on. I see them as very liberating, and but many men are like, they're, they're angry now, and it's not a good thing. And And just help us out with that, please. So this is all part of the change of consciousness that we're speaking about for your humans. The delineation between male and female, what there is a recognition, women have been angry, men have been angry. It's not an us and them kind of culture anymore. It's a celebration of your individuality, but also what you bring to each other. You're both important in this human species experiment, if you would, and that should be celebrated. It's not a power struggle, and that's what humans are coming out of in many areas, not just between men and women, but in countries and 
and self-righteousness and all the things of old paradigms and belief systems that have been passed along for centuries. Now is a time of this change and celebration of the species itself and that you all have qualities that complement each other. And so it, the old paradigms, the old belief systems are more stuck in older humans than younger. For those mm -hmm. coming in now and integrating into this human species are aware of a new paradigm that's evolving now and are ready for it. But the ones that are angry have been holding on to the past, the old ways of being. And that's difficult to change, but it changes on the inner just like everything else. It's the integrated process that we speak about that can assist everyone, male and female. Now, you mentioned in what I read uh, that people can, in different incarnations, can carry along skill sets and interests uh, from one lifetime, if you will, to another. A lot of people nowadays are wondering, you know, what is my life's purpose? What is my path? What am I? What should I be doing? What would you say to people who are on this path? Can can people access what they were in other lifetimes in a good way and say, oh, I, I have this proclivity for this or that, or to just accept like I have this talent and I I, I want to pursue it? Or is there something things that people need to do to be able to more be more able to? find out what their life's purpose is. Forgive me for not being that articulate with that question. Well, life's purpose is life. That's all on purpose. You've chosen a human existence, human body. What you're talking about is passion, how to express the energy of life passionately. And so each and every one of you do carry over information of other experience, your multidimensional selves, it can explain humans or human lives like Mozart, who could compose songs at four years old. He had done that before. He's a musician, an artisan, artists that paint beautiful pictures at a very young age. They carry forward that expertise. There are souls that have those qualities, if you would, that become much more refined and defined in the sense of that awareness. So what lights you up in life? What would you do if you weren't paid? What excites you if you speak about it? Do you get enthusiastic? You all know what you what drives you, what interests you, but many think they can't have an income from that, or they can't live that they've been told that they must be one way rather than pursuing that dream or that expression fully. And that's simply untrue, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Many have success in expression of their gifts. You also mentioned the time. Uh, we see time, humans, uh, is in a linear fashion. And that time is everything is happening at the same time. There is no time in the concept that we have collectively agreed to. If that's the case, and I'm not trying to be clever, throw you a curveball question here. But so if that's the case, uh, just to help people kind of process this. 
if you pass over and you've stated that you do meet energetic forms of your your relatives there theoretically if i passed over tomorrow would i meet my son who was nine years old on the other side yes <laughs> you could yes energy is constant it's only form changes and so what you're thinking about is your physical existence Okay. And know that that's just the vehicle, your earth suit is the vehicle that you utilize, your soul enters into, but your energy is constant, it's eternal. And so love exists as a key element energetically between you and your son, your mate, your partner, your family. So, yes, that continues to exist i understand okay we're speaking with theo and sheila and marcus gillette the new book is called the art of relationship theo what do people need to know right now what's the best advice you would give to people traversing all this calamity going this chaos going on now at, under the under the umbrella of this is really good and this is part of the great awakening you just got to get through this what would be your advice people because a lot of people are like oh my god you know what's next they're afraid stay present in your life perfect presence actually for most get in the oh my god fear perspective of what if something horrible is going to happen but fear and faith ask the same of you is to believe in something unseen. So what if something wonderful is going to happen? Flip it. You're laying new neural pathways in your brain from fright, flight, fear, default systems into better creativity and peace. So flip it. What if something wonderful is going to happen? Mm -hmm. And you continue to flip those thoughts. You're laying new neural pathways to where your default system would be positive and creative rather than fear-based. I love it. Last question, and this is a personal one. So for myself, I'm sure all of this relates to me, but and you mentioned some things during our conversation that certainly do relate to me in terms of making a living at this. But what do I need to know right now, Theo? Being a teacher is your passion, isn't it? changing yes. minds and that will bring you success so be creative as you've been and will continue to be and an informant of a new way of being through your own personal experience share your story but also stories of others i love it Thank you so much, Theo. Thank you for being gracing us on Guys Guys Radio. You've been super helpful, and I really enjoyed this. And thank you so much. God bless. God's love on to you. Good day. Good day. Okay, while Sheila returns, now Marcus, is from your experience, what we just experienced together, is this typical of a channeling Theo through Sheila? Uh, I believe it is. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would applaud you. Those are great questions. I think it was a lot of great information that helps to understand a little bit more about this time that we're living in right now, Robert. Uh, and Theo's messages are messages of hope and inspiration and possibility. And I think we heard quite a bit of that 
in this in this channeling for sure. Welcome back, Sheila. Welcome, Sheila. Hi, Mark. And Hi, thank, you, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Are you present when this uh, channeling comes through? Do you know what's being said or does it just flow through? It flows through. I am aware that it's happening, but I don't remember everything that's said. Okay. Well, it was terrific and super helpful to the audience and also to myself because I found so much of it I could relate to personally. And I'm sure that was by design. So fan just absolutely fantastic. The name of the new book is The Art of Relationships. It's about all different types of relationships. It's not just the traditional relationships and romantic, whatever, but a great book. I really enjoyed reading it because there was so much dialogue in it between Theo and uh, different folks in the book. And you do such wonderful work, the two of you. And I'm so pleased and honored that you're on the show. I hope you'll come back. So please tell everybody where they can find out more about you and then we'll wrap it up. They can find us at AskTheo.com, AskTheo.com. We have some uh, wonderful audio gifts, guided meditation, uh, podcasts we, uh, that we share for, uh, as our, our gift to people when they come in. And then they can also learn, Robert, a lot more about the soul integration process, this path to wholeness that uh, uh, Theo was talking about. Well, I also want to say to you, thank you for the work you're doing in elevating this conversation for men and between men and women. It's much needed, and you're doing a wonderful job. We appreciate it. Oh, well, my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, Sheila, so much. I really appreciate it. And great to meet you, too. And I hope we can do it again. Oh, uh, we'd you. love to do it again. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate right. it. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, what a terrific conversation with Sheila and Marcus Gillette, and of course, Theo. So unbelievable, uh, and I'm so honored to be able to have interviewed uh, collectives like Theo from another dimension who may have not been human at any point, but are in a position where they can observe what's going on on the planet as well as other places, and their their dimension is is different than our dimension, yet they can see what's going on. So what I do, as you know, is I bring you guests and you determine, hey, I'm in or I'm not in with this, and that's up to you. I really connected with Theo. I got a lot out of it. I believe in the collective and the messaging, which is, you know, it's about relationships. And we all know about partnership relationships and how things can be strained and it's a tough time right now. But the anecdote, the key seems to be, the antidote rather, seems to be going inside and creating a stronger bond, relationship with ourself, relationship with source, relationship with others, but always fixing ourselves and working on ourselves first. And there's nothing selfish about that because the better we can be as ourselves, the more we can help out everything else that's going on out there and all this crazy chaos. I also asked Theo, as you heard, about is this a time of awakening? And even with all these turbulent, crazy, chaotic times, they say it is. And so let's get through the storm together. And one of the ways to do that is to go inside and work on ourselves. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio here in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific time. 102.3, 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The podcast and my YouTube and Rumble post worldwide every Thursday. We're over in, in over 101 countries for the podcast, the YouTube's everywhere, the Rumble's everywhere. If you want to support the show, if you enjoy the guests and the content I bring you each and every week to Guys Guys Radio and Guys Guys TV, 
please subscribe. It would be helpful if you could subscribe to the YouTube because that's new and we're growing that. So just use my name, Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I. Go onto YouTube and you can watch the interviews. And if you subscribe, it's all free and you're not going to get hassled by that. It's just under your subscriptions. And I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy watching. I hope you enjoy listening. And I thank you. If you want to learn more about what we're doing here in kind of guy's guy land, you can check out my website, robertmanni.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, all different categories and in-depth blog posts that all for free for you. And you can also download three free chapters of my novel, which is the source material for everything guy's guy. It's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And it is a novel, but it's about something. It's a fun summer read. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. And it's about two guys in advertising competing for love, competing for sex, competing for power, and competing for money in New York City, the place where they play for keeps and the city that never sleeps. So I think you'll enjoy it. It's a fun romp and it's a great beach read, but it's actually, it's a pretty thick book and it's about something, about 350 so pages. And it's fun. And women seem to like it because it's a rom-com. And guys like it because this is the first time, like, oh, it's kind of a peek behind the curtain into the weird, wild world of modern guys. And I think what with the takeaway from the book, it's timeless. The only thing that's changed since I wrote the book is the technology. But relationships are relationships and people are people. It's how we work with the technology and how that can affect our culture, of course. But ultimately, it's about men and women, and love, and life, and the pursuit of happiness. So I hope you'll check that out. I'm also on Instagram, and Facebook, and Twitter, and all over the place. So I hope you'll check out the show. And as I like to say each and every week, I'm very, very appreciative of all my guests. I'm very, very appreciative of my producer, Chris. And most of all, I'm very, very appreciative of you, my audience. So stick with us. Come along with the journey. We've got a lot more great guests, a lot more interesting content for you in the coming weeks. And I hope you're having a great summer. So until next week, as I always like to say, see you next week. And guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>